For over 10 years, Grammarly has been powered by AI technology that you trust. With one click, you and your team can easily brainstorm, rewrite, and reply with personalized suggestions. You'll be amazed at what you can do. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download for free. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 5.50% APY on an 8-month CD special or 5.00% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. Welcome to Season 4 of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. This podcast is not just information, but impartation and activation. We believe that every conversation will encourage, equip, and empower you to live the daily supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast and then share every episode with your friends and family and be activated. And welcome to Adventures in the Holy Spirit. Guys, I'm excited for this mutual connection that the Holy Spirit just did behind stage with my guest and I, Lisa Perna. Okay, uh, this is very interesting because it turns out she she and I have a mutual friend, Ryan H- Hendrickson, and I am wearing one of his latest T-shirts for landmine removal in Ukraine. I've promoted him one one other time before. He doesn't pay me nothing. I'm not sponsored by Ryan or anything like that. He's doing amazing work overseas, demining Ukraine. And as we're talking, I was talking about some divine connections that the Holy Spirit had given me a little while ago at film school and some other things. So I'd encourage you guys check out Ryan Hendrickson, but also check out Lisa Perna because she is moving in signs and wonders and power. She's got this this book out called Touching the Father's Heart Through Prayer, Touching the Father's Heart Through Prayer. Guys, it is full of amazing testimonies, amazing stories, what the Holy Spirit has done in her life. So we're going to hear some of these stories and we're going to see the Holy Spirit move in power. So before I give her bio real quick, I've got a free download available for any of you who are seeking the baptism with the Holy Spirit. My ministry exists to see Jesus awaken this generation to the power of the Holy Spirit. And we've seen thousands of people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I've got a free PDF download now called How to Receive the Baptism of the Holy Spirit. That PDF is in the podcast description, the podcast notes. So check that out. But guys, again, I'm excited for this amazing time with Lisa Perna. She moves in power, signs and wonders. Her book is full of amazing stories. So uh, she's got this talk show called called Touch by Prayer. You could reach her at touchbyprayer.com. We got similar stories, which I'll, I'll be kind of pulling out from her today on this, but she's hosted the TV show. She has a daily broadcast called Crown Chats, which is prophetic. Again, guys, I usually don't do this. I don't say this repeatedly, but you need this book. Okay, you guys need this book. So help me welcome Lisa Perna to Adventures in the Holy Spirit. Welcome, Lisa. Hey, Jared. Thanks for having me. Well, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. The Holy Spirit's already moving and making some connections now. So Lisa, how did God bring you into his fold? I mean, I'm reading your story. I'm consuming it. But there's this journey, this process that you kind of share portions of it. But uh, what was your journey like to give your heart to him and then to learn how to touch his heart? Okay, so I think I think everybody has has their um I guess you would kind of call it like that moment where you're in the pig trough. <laughs> it's that prodigal, it's that prodigal because I I wasn't I wasn't truly raised in what you would call a, a, a Christian household. I was Catholic, but I loved God. Ooh, I always loved God, and so I always talked to God. 
how do I put this? I think that when you, when you actually start, when you start to, to give yourself over to the Lord, he starts to just woo you. And I was in my closet and I was crying out for him. And I was saying, Lord, I said, I just don't know. I said, but I can't, I can't live like this anymore. I just can't live, live like this anymore. And I said, I just want you. And so I thought I would hear like bells and whistles and angels would come. And then all of a sudden I see a burning bush in my you know, closet, but nothing happened. <laughs> but a week later, um, somebody actually invited me to come to a, to a Holy Spirit uh, encounter. And that's exactly where I met Holy Spirit. And I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I started speaking in tongues and it was, um, it's been a love affair ever since because he has, he has shown me his goodness. So just like Moses, Moses got to see God's goodness because of his love for him, his great love for him. That was the most important thing was for for him to see him. And that's exactly what happened when, when I met Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit just, just gave me an opportunity to, to truly get to meet my father. Do you want the power of God to be evident in your life? Do you need to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit? Are you curious about the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues? And do you want it in your life? My wife and I have a free e-course available for you called The Baptism with the Holy Spirit, where you will learn the biblical truth and spiritual reality of the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And you'll hear true stories of how people receive the promised gift. The videos in this e-course will expand your knowledge and understanding of the Holy Spirit baptism. You'll be drawn closer in relationship with the Holy Spirit and receive prayer and activation into the baptism with the Holy Spirit. You can also go through it with a small group of friends, a church class, or a discipleship group. You could download the accompanying PDF for each lesson and apply the principles to your life and take the action steps. Your faith will grow as you read the scriptures, watch the videos, and participate in the activation. The gift is for you. The gift is for today. The gift is to empower your spiritual life. We know that you will finish this course with a divine empowerment that comes through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So start your journey today. Go to charismacourses.com collections and click on Jared Lasky and enroll in the baptism of the Holy Spirit e-course. Well, I love the Holy Spirit. So can you just share real quick how he filled you with his spirit and what took place? Because my ministry, we emphasize the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I love the church. I love the bride of Christ, but we need the Holy Spirit in the front row. Okay. Yeah. Constantly. So can you share that story? Sure. So I, I went to, I went to this church where my girlfriend said, you need to come. And I know this is what God is calling you to do. And I said, okay, so I'll go do that. So, so I went and I was listening to this woman who was talking about Holy Spirit. And it was like a mystery to me. I was like, I really don't know Holy Spirit, but I'm listening and I'm so engaged. And then this other woman came up and she started to talk, but she was speaking in tongues and then she was speaking in English and she was speaking and she scared me a little bit. Actually, she scared me a lot because she, because I, I, I knew that tongues was real. My dad spoke in tongues and he, he got baptized in the Holy Spirit while he was sleeping. And um, so what happened is after I'm, I'm hearing all this stuff. This woman comes down. She starts touching people. The scary, the one that kind of scared me a little bit. She's like filled with Holy Spirit. She's like talking. She's praying over people. People are dropping like flies. They're like, boom, this one's going down. This one's going down. And then next thing you know, everybody starts running. The entire church starts running. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're all running. And I'm just like standing there. And I heard the Lord. I heard, I heard the father. He said, go up there. And I'm like, they're running. Do you see them running? Like, I don't, sometimes I, I think that I have to tell God stuff because he's not aware of it. <laughs> but I was like, look, they're all running. What am I supposed to do? And, um, 
didn't hear anything. So I was like, okay, so now he sees my dilemma that they're running and I'm not going to go run. Next thing you know, somebody comes over to my dad and says, run with us. And it's now my dad's running. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like my daddy is running. He's like in his like late seventies and he's running. So I hear the Lord again, go up there. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm trying to kind of figure it out. How do I go? Do I go to the front? Do I go to the back? And as soon as I gave him my, my quiet, yes, because now I'm trying to plot and plan. And God says, you know, we make our plans, but God has his own plans. Okay, so this woman who was up on stage that I actually liked, who I was like so engaged with, comes out of nowhere and grabs my hand and says, start running with me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, so I'm running. And she's prophesying over me. And she's saying things in a conversation that I just had with my dad in the car. And it freaked me out. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then she brings me to the woman in front. Who scares me? And this woman in the front, she she just takes, she gently, gently takes my hands and she says, the love of Jesus is in your feet. It's in your legs. It's in your hands. And I don't even know what she said because after that, I fell backwards and I felt myself just like it was like I blacked out. So I, so when I kind of come to, I feel my body being pulled where the rest of the spiritual roadkill is laying. And that's what I call it, spiritual roadkill. When you get slammed by the Holy Spirit, you're just done. So, so here I am and I'm on the ground and I'm like, then people are jumping over me because they're still running. Jared, they're still running and I'm on the floor. So I'm like, like, okay, I'm just going to get up. But I couldn't move. I just, I just couldn't move. I couldn't move a finger. I couldn't move nothing. So I, I said, or I'm just going to lay here. So I did until the spirit just lifted off of me. And so I get up, I go to my seat. And so at the end of the service, they they do an altar call. And at the altar call, they actually called people out and they said, if you don't speak in tongues. And I was like, oh, ooh, I didn't at the time. And so I heard the Lord say, well, hmm, dang. Okay, so I raised my hand. I was brought up. I got filled with the Holy Spirit and it opened up something. It opened up something. So that's why I'm a huge proponent in praying in tongues huge because what happened is that night I was climbing, I was getting into bed. It was late. I got home late and I didn't want to wake up anybody. So I'm in the dark. I'm trying to get into bed and everything. And as I'm getting into bed, my husband was complaining about a shoulder problem. And the Lord said, touch his, his shoulder. I was like, what? He goes, just touch his shoulder. And as soon as I touched his shoulder, I could feel heat coming out of my hands. And I was like, huh? So I, I did what I was supposed to do. And then I rolled over to go to bed. And when I closed my eyes, now I'm in pitch black. I closed my eyes. I'm looking into bright sunlight. Like I was looking at the sun and I opened my eyes quickly because I was like, okay, that's weird. But I'm back in dark and I'm like, oh, it, I'm, my eyes aren't adjusted yet. I'm thinking, you know, so I closed my eyes again and my eyes, we're still looking into the sun. And I'm like, and I open my eyes again. I'm like, okay, it's pitch black, but I close my eyes. I'm looking in the sun. Something is not right. So I didn't know what to do. And now all of a sudden, just this heaviness, this, just this, this peace, this calm, just like started to comfort me and it basically rocked me to sleep. And I fell asleep in the sun, the S-O-N, because that's what I was looking at. When I woke up the next day, I said, Ooh, can I still pray? And I started to, to pray again. And my language started to come. And then I just continued to pray in the spirit and I started to have encounters with God. I started to feel myself floating. I started to see myself in, in his presence. I started to feel oil being poured on my head. I started to pray for people and people started getting healed. I didn't even know that was a thing. 
but with God, all things are possible. So I just, this is the one thing that I say, I say the one thing that I have going for me is I'm just really obedient because I'm so afraid that I'm going to disappoint my papa. Yeah. Well, in your book, uh, you know, you, you share stories of what God did in you at a cosmetic desk for <laughs> about four and a half years. Okay. Now I love power evangelism. Uh, mm-hmm. Before I even had the vocabulary or terminology for that, we were just like, "Hey, we're just doing what Jesus did," you know. Like right. Early on in my my walk, until eventually I, I got a hold of a book called Power Evangelism by John Wimber. You know, there are other people since then who've talked about it. You know, on the lifeguard stand, I pray in tongues, prophesy over the lead coming. I'd know when a rescue is about to happen and where in this, the the pool it was going to happen. This is during my college Bible college days. Right. You know, that was like the school of the spirit for me. So you you share some of the school of the spirit in in your book. So can you share some of what God did through your workplace at the cosmetic desk? Well, okay. So for a full year after I got baptized in Holy Spirit, I just prayed in the spirit all the time. I was watching, I was watching as many different like uh, evangelistic, like television or Pentecostal or charismatic, whatever you want to call them, but people who operated in the gifts. And so I was watching John Paul Jackson. I was listening to Perry Stone. I was listening to every single Sid Roth, it's supernatural I could possibly find. I was like, I just wanted as much as I could. And then I saw the movie Finger of God by Darren Wilson. And I went, ooh, we can do that? Okay. So if we can do that, I want to do that. So so here I am. I'm just praying in the tongues. I'm going through the scriptures. Holy Spirit's walking with me, talking with me. I'm praying over family members. I'm I'm having conversations with God out of my deck. I mean, he's having me pray for people on Facebook. And it was just really, really crazy. And there came a time where the Lord said, I want you to go to work. And I was like, I stopped working. And I said, I must stay at home, mom. But he said, no, you need to go back to work. And I said, okay. And he sent me to cosmetics. Now, I swore I would never go back to cosmetics because I was in cosmetics. I was in cosmetics for three years. But the Lord is so funny. He takes you back to the land that you left, but he brings you back differently. So he brought me back to cosmetics. I got a job and within, I think it was in like three, three months he he started to send people because in the three month time that I was there, I didn't stop doing what I did at home. I just did it at work. I walked around the counter and I prayed in the spirit. So I'm praying in the spirit. I'm listening to worship music as much as I can. You know, I, I'm talking about God. I'm evangelizing to all the ladies. I'm praying for all the ladies. Ladies are having encounters or they're, they're seeing God. It was so, so cool. But then this one day, he sent me somebody and I knew that something was coming. Something was going to happen. And this woman came to my counter and uh, she told me she had cancer. And I was like, oh, okay. So I didn't know what to do. So I immediately started to pray because it's what I did. So I started praying and I decided I was going to talk to her and treat her just like a doctor. So this is what's going to happen. Your skin's going to get drier. You need to use extra moisturizer. It's probably going to be red. So you want to use stuff that's going to take out the redness and everything. So I start talking to her and I gain her trust. So I decide that, um, hey, let me take you over and show you some cosmetic tricks so you don't look unhealthy. She didn't want anybody to know. So I, I sat her in my chair and I thought I was going to be sneaky. I thought I was going to just pray over her. So I have my finger on right here and I'm doing her eyeshadow and I'm using my finger as a base. So now I have contact. I'm like, ha So I start praying in the Holy Spirit and I heard the Lord say, you can't pray over her. And I went, get behind me, Satan. But I continued, I continued praying and the Lord said, Lisa, you can't pray over her. And I was like, wait, is that God? And he said, Lisa, 
you can't pray over her. You need her permission. I said, oh, okay. So I did. I, I said to her, I said, listen, I, I said, I pray for people. I said, and I really feel like the Lord wants me to pray for you. And she said, that would be fantastic. So we left after she purchased her stuff. We actually left the counter and we went someplace. I took her hands. I started to pray over her. And when I prayed over, I put my hands on her heart. She almost fell backwards twice. And I'm like, Lord, don't let her fall. She's going to crack her head open. That's going to be worse. I mean, you know, I didn't, I didn't have catchers, you know, I'm by myself. So I'm like, please don't do this. And uh, so, so after that happened, she looks at me and she goes, where did you come from? I'm like, Jersey. She's like, what ministry are you from? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I said, I'm just a vessel. I, I said, God just uses me because I'm a vessel. I said, he can use you too because you're a vessel. And she said, this is what she said. And I, I'll never forget this. She says, she goes, I do Reiki. She goes, in fact, I'm a Reiki master. And she said, I've never felt power like that before. Wow. And, Jesus. I, and it was Jesus. And I said, oh, no, 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 you don't understand. I said, this is Jesus. I said, Jesus doesn't need Reiki, but thank you very much. And I wasn't being condescending and I wasn't trying to be like, but I was being truthful. Jesus didn't need Reiki. And that's when God started to show me his power versus the counterfeit. So as soon as he started to do that, as soon as I gave him my yes to starting to pray over people, he started sending me people. I mean, people got healed of, um, they had scars disappeared at my counter. A hump disappeared at my counter. Somebody's foot grew out at my counter. Somebody got baptized in the Holy Spirit. People didn't have cancer. This woman who was like on the verge of death, she got healed. I mean, just like crazy things that my husband, I would come home and I would tell him these, these adventures and, and he would say, lipstick or a prayer. Oh, you need prayer? At least it'll be in in 15 minutes, which is going to be my next book because I'm going to talk about because there are so many different encounters, but all I had to do was give him my yes and he did the rest. All you had to do is give him your yes and he did the rest. I love that. Turn that into a meme man. put that <laughs> I heard it before, but like, you know, your own words, that, that was your own words. You know, what's interesting. You mentioned Darren Wilson, his movies impacted my life. And when I was a youth pastor years ago, you know, every spring break and summer, I would have student interns. We'd go through all of his movies. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I, you know, I tabled my vision to be a movie director's editor, all that stuff years right. ago, mm -hmm. but I wanted to catch God on film mm -hmm. and I was in the Dominican Republic. I met Janelle Wilson, their son, River. I used one of the cameras from Darren Wilson because he loaned it to his son, River. And Come I was on. catching God on film in a batay at Batay Guajabo in the Dominican Republic this last August. Wow. <laughs> but That's so cool. <laughs> That's so Lisa. cool. Come on. Amen. I mean, God works wonders, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Lisa, in your book, you, you talk about some supernatural encounters that maybe some people don't have terminology or vocabulary for or language for. But, you know, like for me, I'd, I'd encountered some, I'd call them third heaven experiences or mm -hmm. even, um, wow, I've had people call me a heretic for this, but just like traveling in the spirit to go lay hands on people and things like that. This is all Jesus. This mm -hmm. is in the Bible, Philip, mm -hmm. you name it, you know, the mm -hmm. apostle Paul. But you talk mm -hmm. about the story about a coma. Can you share that story of what God did in that? <laughs> well, actually, it was my third. It was my third coma that I saw somebody wake up from. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so heretic, I've been called. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm in a good club. We, like, we're kindred. We're kindred. Okay. But, so, you know what? They, they said the same thing about Jesus. They just didn't call him a heretic because, you know, religion wasn't born yet. So, just saying. Anyway. 
because it says a heresy is a, uh, it, you don't agree with somebody's religious beliefs. That's all it is. Because God told me, he said, look it up. I said, oh, okay. So I did. Anyway, so what happened is um, I started praying for, for a friend of mine whose friend was in a coma. And as I was praying for him, I actually got translocated to the hospital and I saw him wake up from the coma. That was the first one. I got confirmation the next day. The second one, I was on Facebook and this woman, um, she posted that somebody that she really cared about that was, uh, was hit by a car and she was in a coma. And I started praying for her from my back deck in New Jersey. And she woke up and I contacted the person. I said, hey, listen, what's going on with your friend? Because I think she just woke up from the coma. And I told her what I saw and, and I got confirmation. This third one, however, was extremely different because I didn't go to the hospital room. I actually went to heaven. And so it's really comforting to know that, that like when somebody's in a coma, they're not just like laying there. They're actually with the Lord. They're with Papa. So, so anyway, so I'm praying for this person and I was with a friend of mine and we were praying on the phone. She's from Texas. It was her best friend's daughter. And I said, okay. I said, well, we're going to pray. I said, but I think we're going to heaven. And she responded with, okay, she's never been to heaven, but she said, okay, we're going to go to heaven. I said, okay. Now I thought when I felt we were going to go to heaven, we were going to go to the courtrooms. I thought it was a legal issue because mm. it does talk about that there, there is a courtroom in heaven, which you guys can read about that, that, that God is a, a just God. And it says that the accuser of the brethren, he goes before the judge and he goes day and night, night and day. And Jesus, Jesus is our vindicator. Jesus is the one who is basically sitting there and he is defending us. That is what he does. Okay. But that's not where I went, Jared. I actually went to this beautiful garden and I was in this beautiful garden. And I saw this girl and I didn't know what she looked like. I didn't get a picture, but I saw this beautiful girl and she was walking with Jesus. And so I said to my friend, is she, does she have brown hair, like light brown hair? And she said, no, she's a blonde. And I'm like, and as soon as like she said that, I was like, well, she dyes her hair, but that's okay. She did. We don't need to go there. But my friend said to me, do you see a dog? And I said, well, let me look. Because when we are in the spirit, we are more alive in the spirit. Our spirit is more alive than our flesh. So I looked down and sure enough, there was a dog, black and white dog. I described the dog. She goes, yes. So so here I am, I'm just a bystander and I'm watching and I'm hearing this conversation be between Jesus and this young girl. And she's telling him how concerned she is that she's not going to be able to recover from this accident and she's never going to be fully back to her normal self. And Jesus tells her, he says, you will. He said, you're going to recover everything. And he says, and every time that you hit like a milestone, you're going to bring more people with to me. You're going to bring more people to me because they're going to believe. And so I tell this to my friend. So we started to pray. We started to break off fear because we figured it was fear that was keeping her from coming back. So we broke off all fear because guess what? We are decreeing here on earth as it is in heaven. There's no, there's no fear in heaven. So we were trying to clear the way so it would be easy for her to come back. Okay, so we're breaking off that. I start prophesying over her and, and sharing the things that the Lord was showing me. And my girlfriend was saying, yes, yes, because I didn't know anything about this young lady. As we're talking, all of a sudden, she goes, oh, my gosh, her mother is calling us. 
I said, okay. She goes, can I patch her through? I said, sure, no problem. So she patches her through and she says, Lisa, she said, listen to what just happened. She said that the, the hospital said there's nothing else that they can do for this beautiful girl. So she, her, the mother was told she had till four o'clock that afternoon to go and find a, a long-term facility for this daughter to recover or to just be in a coma for the rest of her life. Cause they said there's no chance of recovery. So I'm like, oh no. So we start praying now. The three of us are praying. So now it's it's me, it's my girlfriend, it's her best friend, and it's the mother. And so we started to decree and we started to declare and we started to pray and we started to prophesy and we, we were so excited and we ended the phone call with, okay, just everybody stay in touch. So I think it was probably about two o'clock. It was getting closer to that four o'clock hour. And it was two o'clock and I texted anybody going, you know, is there, is there anything on going on? And nothing, just nothing. So <clears throat> I said to myself, okay, you know what? I could have been wrong. I could have been seeing stuff. It could have been my imagination. It could have been, I don't know, something else. So I, I got quiet and I went into prayer and I asked the Lord and I, I was crying out as a mama because if it was my daughter, like I would not want to be deceived. I would not want to be duped. I would not want to be fooled. I would want to know the truth. Yeah. And so I was crying out to the Lord and I said, Lord, if this is not of you, if this is not of you, you need to show me. Now, prior, I'm sorry, I forgot a step. Prior to when we were praying, the three of us, the Lord took me back to a vision and I saw, I saw her hugging Jesus goodbye. Because I said to her, I said to the mother and to my friend, I said, oh, she's hugging Jesus goodbye. She's hugging Jesus goodbye. And they're like, what? I go, she's hugging. She's coming back today. She's coming back today. That was the thing. So I was like, I don't want to give this mother false hope. So what happened is I, I prayed again and the Lord took me to heaven for the third time. This time I saw it was just Jesus and the dog. The girl was gone. So we decided that we were going to pick a time. I said, well, let's pick a time. Let's, let's make a decree and we're going to pick a time. So we picked 333 because I figured that's a really good spiritual number, 333. So we picked 333 and uh, 333 came, nothing happened. 437 arrives and I get a message on my phone because they were in Texas. There was a one hour different. And she sent me a vision, uh, she sent me a, a video of her daughter responding for the first time to her touch. And she woke up from the coma that day. Now it wasn't like she woke up and she was all good. No, it took a couple of days, but so that, that was November of 2020. Okay. Um, and then, um, I went and I met her March of 2021. Wow. She's home, she's walking and now she's talking and she remembers heaven. I love it. That's so amazing. <laughs> you know, I, I titled this how to touch the father's heart. Uh -huh. So I you know, and here we are talking about God touching our hearts. You know, I know it, it comes through intimacy. It yeah. comes through prayer, it comes through communion with the Holy Spirit, you know, diving into the word, spending time with Jesus. That's what it's all about because he loves to reveal mysteries to us. He, he loves for us to encounter him and to see him encounter other people through us. So with that, can you share just like a key principle of how to touch the father's heart? And then from that, I'd love for you to active, activate our listeners to sure. encounter and touch his heart. Sure. Well, okay. So the thing is, is that he's a good papa. I mean, let's just be honest. We sing, you're a good, good father, but do we believe that? See, I do. <laughs> he's good. 
he's really, really good. And when you know he's good, then you don't, you're not afraid or ashamed to go to the throne room. There's been many, many times that I've prayed with someone to go to the throne room and they're like, they just don't want to go anywhere, anywhere near the throne because they're afraid that he's going to smite them. But that's not who he is. So first you have to develop a relationship. You have to start spending time with him. Like it's easy for us to spend time with Jesus. And it's really easy for us to even spend time, you know, praying in the spirit. But but truly connecting those two facets, that the the body part of God and the spirit part of God and connecting it back to Father and to see him as a papa, that that was the the big thing for me because if you don't see him as a father you can't see yourself as a son you first have to see him as a father so that's one of the things that jesus did is that jesus constantly talked about the father he never said the lord he never spoke of the lord he spoke of his father that's how he came he came as a representative of son that's who he did but and he came to represent his father he said he, it came, he came with no reputation. So the more that we can spend time with Papa, the more that we get to know Papa, the more that we touch his heart. Okay, so you know how like a father and a daughter, like you can see like a father and he has a little daughter and the little girl like spins for him, and dances for him and sings for him. Okay, that's me. That's yeah. truly who I am. I will dance and sing and I'll do all these crazy things because why? Because I love my papa and I love to just show him how much I love him. So I do things that that delight him. It delights his heart. And, you know, the, the thing about praise, praise is so important. It's acknowledging who he is and that he deserves to be praised. So our worship touches his heart. The, the truth of who we are, you know, Jesus was moved. He was moved by compassion of people who understood their faith. They knew their faith and they knew who, what he, who he was. He was moved by that. It says, I haven't seen such great faith. And so what is it? It's, it's our worship. It's our praise. It's knowing it's also knowing who we are as yeah. his children. It says, if you are good, right? If you are good parents and you can give good gifts to your children, how much more would our heavenly father give to you? So it's like, we shouldn't be afraid to come to him for everything. Like he owns everything. He created everything. There is nothing that he cannot do. And some of the things that people will say, well, God didn't want us to do that, or God didn't, God, God didn't do that for me because of this. Well, that's a you problem. That's not a him problem. Because he loves you, he delights in you, he doesn't want to see you perish. You know, we can look and we can see, I can see his mercy in the old test, where a lot of people see him as very judgmental. I see him as very giving, I see him as very forgiving. He forgave Nineveh. That was yeah. before Jesus. That was before Jesus. He he gave Nineveh and said, Okay. They repented. Okay. So it's like he forgave David because David said he was sorry. He didn't yeah. put David in a corner. And then when, when Peter, when Peter denied Jesus, Jesus didn't make, you know, Peter go, listen, I know we were friends, but you know what? You hurt me. You denied me. So I'm going to kind of keep you over here. That's not who he is. He's a God of restoration. He's a God of reconciliation. He's a God who can do extremely above and beyond all you can think or ask or imagine. So we have to get our minds put into a proper place where we really can see him as Papa. And that's the other thing. If you can't call God Father Abba Papa, that's a big problem. 
because that's where the disconnection is. Until you can see him as a father, you can't go to him as a, a child. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am, it does. Now, can you activate us to encounter absolutely, God? Absolutely, absolutely. And so, Papa, oh, hold on. So, Lord, I just thank you, Papa. I thank you. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I ask you, Holy Spirit, come. Woo! Holy Spirit, come and I ask you to touch the hearts. It says in Romans 8, it says that you, Holy Spirit, cause our spirits to call him Abba, Father. So, Papa, I just thank you. I thank you that you are our Abba, that you are our Papa, that you are our Daddy, that you are our Father, and that you have good designs for us and good plans for us, that you love us with an everlasting love. You love us so much that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to go and get us. That you sent your son because no one comes to you unless they go through your son. And so you sent your son just to come and find me, just to come and find every single person here. So Holy Spirit, I ask you just to touch those, ooh, touch those parts of their heart that cannot see him as Papa, that cannot see him as Abba. Can we just remove, we remove that spirit of abandonment. We just move that you are not an orphan. We remove that orphan spirit. In fact, I feel that if, if, if this is like touching you, that you just can't connect, I just want you just to say, I am not an orphan. I am not an orphan because I was sought out. I was adopted. I was, I, Jesus went on a search and, and destroyed mission just for you to destroy all the things that were blocking and stopping you from getting back to your father. He, you came from him and he wants you to come back to him. So we just ask you, Holy Spirit, just to touch on those parts. Woo! Touch on those hearts. Pull on those heartstrings yeah. that, that have been uh, so tightened against Father. And we just, um, I just feel like uh, repentance is one of the things that I truly believe in. And so if you have some problems, if you have some problems with your, with your earthly father, with your biological father, because of, of whatever the situation is, I, I just really feel that you're supposed to just forgive him. I know that sometimes it's so much easier, but you can say, you can say, Jesus, help me to forgive. Help me to forgive anything that my father has done or has said or, or didn't do. And help me to see myself as a child. Help me to see myself as a child of the most high God. And I remove anything and any blockages. Holy Spirit, I ask you just to come angels, I ask you just to come and remove those things, those triggers that says that you're not good enough to go before the Lord, that you're not good enough to go stand before your father or that your father is going to deny your, your plea, your request. That is so not true. That is so not true. He is good. And so Papa, I ask you just like Moses, <laughs> I ask you just like Moses that you go before them and you show them your goodness. Let your goodness pass before them so that they can see that there is no bad in you. You are only, only good. Turn our hearts back to you, Papa. Turn our hearts back to you. We thank you and we, we just glorify you. We glorify you and we just ask you just for an increase. Even for those who do see him as Father, I ask for an increase. Just an increase of knowing who your Father is, that you will not be afraid to go to him for anything that you will not be afraid to go and stand before him with your, with your petition, because he loves you, because he loves you. And we thank you, Jesus. We thank you. Woo, I'm getting hot. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We glorify you. We glorify you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much. I really felt like once you began praying, there are people that felt a jolt of fire from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. The power of the Holy Spirit touching people, whether they're watching or listening into this, uh, the Holy Spirit is moving in power. So I bless everybody in Jesus' name. Lisa, there's a jet. Well, there's a jet going overhead real quick. So. Hopefully it's not too distracting. We bless that jet. We bless that jet that they're going to be able to do what they're supposed to do. And we bless our military. We bless our military and everything that they're called to do. They're here to serve and protect. So we thank you, Father. We ask you to bless our military. We ask you to bless aviation. We, We ask you to bless those that are protecting our area. Thank you, Papa. No, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to know that they're there. It'd be scary if they weren't. What is the best way for people to get a hold of your book, Touching the Father's Heart Through Prayer, and then the best way to connect with you or follow you? Sure. Well, you can follow me on lots and lots of socials because I think I'm pretty much everywhere. So you can follow me on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitch. You can follow me on DLive. You can follow me on CloudHub. You can find me on Truth Social. You can find me, where else am I missing? Oh, Rumble. I'm on Rumble now. So yeah, you got to go to Rumble, Jared. You do. You got to go to Rumble, cause seriously, cause they're they're just been little little nutsy sometimes with um with the cancel culture. So and also, if you are interested, all you have to do is use my little tiny URL. Uh, so you just put HTTP and then tinyurl.com and then forward slash touching the father's heart. So touching awesome. the father's heart, that'll take you right to my Amazon link and you can get it. But if you do get my book, if you would be so kind as to put a review and just uh, take a picture of yourself with the book, that's something I've been doing, which is kind of weird because I've never really seen that before. But I've been having people, if you get my book, take a picture of it and put it out there because there's something about when people hold things or they see things, they don't want to be a part of it. So it's like, I don't know. I just kind of felt like, okay, we're going to take pictures of it because um. There, there's something that you can do, which I don't know if I can do it, but because it might like my green might go out, but we're going to see. Okay. But you see where that, see, you can actually touch his heart and cover up that person and you could touch his finger. <laughs> you can touch his finger because he wants to touch you. That's the, the whole point of this whole book. And this book, actually, Jared, this wasn't my idea. The Lord woke me. I was working on my other book, Lipstick and Prayer. And the Lord said, I want you to write this book. And he talked to me about the importance of prayer. And he talked to me how we we need to expand how we pray. Because there are different ways that we pray that really touch, that touch him. Just like the way that, that people touch Jesus. You know, Mary said to, um, not Mary, Martha, after her brother died, she ran out and she was like, why weren't you here if you were here? Right? Lazarus wouldn't have died. If you would have been here, you you then he wouldn't have died. But see, it's when Mary came out and she saw Jesus and she fell to his feet and called him teacher and wept. It says his heart was moved with compassion. See, Jesus was moved. He was moved by circumstances. He was moved by people's faith. He was moved by people who knew, who knew their authority, knew his authority. He was moved by those who were willing to give up everything and to follow him. Those were the things that moved him. He could have gotten anybody. He didn't go into synagogues. He went into the streets. He went to the highways and the byways. And he found people who were ready for a new move. And he wanted people who weren't going to be held back or restrained because of what man said. See, that's one of the biggest things we have to remember is that 
we have a heavenly father who fights for us. And if he could be for us, who can be against us? So we don't have to worry about what people say. Let them call us what they want. But the truth is, is that when I pray, those people are going to be asking me to pray for them. If they don't know how to reach them, they're going to be coming to me. Just saying. That's right. Well, guys, that was my very special guest for a very supernatural time. Lisa Perna. I'd encourage you guys to check out her book, Touching the Father's Heart Through Prayer, full of stories, a few of which, I mean, we barely scratched the surface, a few of which are in that we talked about today are in that book. So I'd encourage you guys to check it out. Also, subscribe to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky anywhere you listen to podcasts and check out Touch by a Prayer. She's got the podcast over there. It's lit. It's on fire. Expect the prophetic. Expect the supernatural. So subscribe to both of our podcasts. And I want to encourage you guys to always be activated, draw near to Jesus, and touch the Father's heart. Lisa, thank you so much for being my thank very you. special guest. Thank you so much for listening to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, a podcast that activates you to live the supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends. Leave a five-star rate and review, which helps us reach more people with the love and power of the Holy Spirit and partner with us at firebornministries.com. And may you live your best spirit-empowered life and have your own adventures in the Holy Spirit. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.